For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This month's sponsor of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent, integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance program, visit this month's sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. Journal Controls for Gifts, Travel, and Entertainment. It is reasonable to expect that internal controls over gift travel and entertainment be designed to ensure that they satisfy the criteria as defined in company policies. These are narrow, including a dollar limit, which must not be exceeded for gifts to be permissible, coupled with a subjective criteria, such as the legality of gifts for the recipient and whether the practice is customary within the country where the gift is delivered. The question I will focus on today is how to enforce these policies so that employees are free, or rather not free, to disregard them at will. The DOJ in several in recent enforcement actions in the 2020 FCPA Resource Guide 2nd Edition has emphasized the importance of a risk assessment and effective controls in building a program tailored to those risks. Many companies effectively minimize the risk of inappropriate gifts through stringent pre-approval requirements because a sufficient, robust, and enforced pre-approval policy can reduce the number of gifts simply because of the headache of getting the pre-approval. This has the added benefit of ensuring enforcement of internal controls largely because of the reduced volume of gifts being included in expense reports. In considering the effectiveness of controls, you must keep in mind that most used method for defeating an internal control which is driven by the dollar amount, is splitting the item into multiple parts to appear to stay under the limit to avoid defined approval authority based on the gift amount. A key analysis is whether the controls in place to enforce the policies and whether those controls are documented. There are four issues to evaluate. <clears throat> Number one, is the correct level of person approving the payment or reimbursement for the gift? Number two, are the specific controls, including sign-offs, to demonstrate that a gift has a proper business purpose. Number three, are the controls regarding gifts sufficiently preventative rather than relying on detect controls? And number four, if the controls are not followed, is that failure detected by other controls or compliance protocols? While many compliance practitioners believe that employee expense reports are sufficient internal control regarding gifts, there are other ways which a gift can be presented, so there needs to be other controls. Once your company policy on gifts has been finalized, the internal controls over expense reports should fall into three basic areas. The expense report format, including the information it requires, controls over submitting employees and the preparation of the expense report, and controls to ensure the approvers do not review, rather do review the process properly. Consider the format of an expense report. 
which can be a prevent control. First of all, it is important to have pre-printed representations and certifications within the form because this can lead to a stop-and-think type of control, meaning the person submitting the expense report must at least consider the information being submitted. The form can be signed without reading the pre-printed representations, but if the employees and reviewers have been trained on how to review the expense report, it can be difficult to say later that the submitting employee did not understand what they were signing. Next, consider the preparer's and approver's representations. The preparer's representations include ensuring that all items representing a proper business purpose comply with the company's code of conduct, comply with local law, and custom and applicable company policies. The approver's representations ensure that all supporting documentation has been examined and that the documentation complies with the applicable company policy, including the submission of original receipts. Further, the approver should certify they have complied with all company policies regarding the review and approval of the expense reports. Some companies have two basic types of expense reports. One pertains to U.S. locations and does not involve any expenses incurred outside the United States. The second is for items involving locations or persons outside the U.S. The international reporting form might have more stringent requirements and should provide for more detailed disclosures. It could require reporting in a separate section of the expense report of all items that involve government officials so that the items are not buried elsewhere within the expense report. As an added measure, the expense report should include a column where other expenses are reported, which requires the submitter to check government official, yes, no. This type of format should require disclosure of the information regarding each government official. The next approach to such enhanced controls will require a senior official from the business unit to approve any reimbursement that meets certain criteria, for example, certain geographical areas or countries. Finally, such an enhanced representation could also be separate sections for each item requiring a description of the business purpose of the meals, entertainment, names, and business affiliations of all attendees, description of gifts and their business purpose, etc., A typical expense report requires this information to be on the receipt. However, moving beyond that, simply requiring receipts and requiring such a detail to be incorporated directly into the expense reimbursement forms highlights the presence or absence of proper documentation more readily. It is incumbent to ensure the reviewers sign off on each item which has been documented and require that the pre-approvals were obtained. Internal controls around gifts can be used in a variety of ways in your best practices compliance program. They certainly can be used to detect or even prevent an issue from becoming a full-blown FCPA violation by some of the techniques discussed. The bottom line is that good internal controls make for good business processes. If you can move your compliance program's internal controls forward, you can help make them part of your financial controls, and thereby having a better run company. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, number one, gifts, travel, and entertainment compliance internal controls are low-hanging fruit, so take advantage and pick them. Number two, compliance internal controls can be both detect and prevent controls. And number three, good compliance internal controls are indeed good for business. Once again, thanks to our sponsor, Affiliated Monitors for sponsoring this month's series. This production of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. I hope you will join me again tomorrow. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.